Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder and he is Mark Titus and I don't have to talk to myself today. It's a good day here in uh, People Sports Podcast world. <laughs> you can still talk to yourself if you want, Charlotte. Yeah, we what can, we, we should can, do we this. Still, if, if, if you really want to, I'll just sit here and watch you talk to yourself. If that's uh, yeah, you come on in the beginning for like two seconds, and then I just talk to myself. But you are sitting here the whole time. Yeah. Hey, before uh, before we get too deep into whatever emails we're sending and all that, um, I wanted to point this out because I learned this yesterday, and uh, it blew my mind. And it's a callback to something we talked about before. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, mm-hmm. who won the Masters yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in a town called Matsuyama. <gasps> and you might remember this is noteworthy because I pointed out that Naomi Osaka was born in Osaka. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was, and that was, and so we had a go. whole debate about like, are there any other athletes yeah. who are as like the best athletes who are named the same place that they were born? And wow, that gives her, I mean, you know, she's won what four Grand Slams now? Yeah. Three? Yeah. And he's so won. He, he's he's got what work to he do. Won? But he he's he just won. This was, he was the first Japanese guy to ever win a, a major of any kind. So, right. Um, oh, so, so he hadn't. So he that was his, that first, was his first major, major win. Yeah. Okay. But it's the Masters, which counts like for one and a half majors, I think. I think I think it counts for two. Two maybe. Yeah. Like the PGA isn't really a major. It's just <laughs> we need a fourth one. So let's like count the PGA as a major. But really, the Masters is worth two. I yes. think it's how it should work. Um, yeah. So anyway, I I, I was uh, I was reading up on uh, Matsuyama because you know I didn't I don't know a ton about the guy and uh, right. I had had I don't know I I I was just and and I'm one of those guys like I'm a person who if someone dies or if someone accomplishes something I just go to their Wikipedia page and just Same. start reading everything immediately. And, yeah, immediately. So uh, I got some Prince Philip. I, Wikipedia time in. I got Dude, some uh, DMX Wikipedia time in. It's and then, been a uh, Matsuyama. Tough, yeah, like tough few days here. We've lost a. I mean, there was a an SNL skit where they were like, we lost royalty, and someone was like, ah, yes, Prince Philip, and they're like, no, we're talking about DMX. So, <laughs> um, I had a. I have to tell you, I had a um, a busy weekend because I was. I'm working on this story, this story about Knicks fans and Nets fans, which is actually proving to be pretty funny. Um, but so I, I, I have to get that in, and then I also had to do my WrestleMania recap. So I mm. went, and then I was also watching the Masters. So I was hanging out in this world where there was like basketball, theoretical basketball fandom, actual golf, and then just whatever wrestle mania is all in my head at the same time and i woke up this morning so confused i was like i i had to read through the wrestlemania thing to be sure i didn't put like any golf or basketball in by accident right right did did jim nance uh use a steel chair on nick Faldo? wait no that's not that's not <laughs> oh, what happened sorry. That, that did not happen. it was funny that sunday was the masters and wrestlemania because those uh you know stereotypically and we know that stereotypes aren't always true so let's go ahead and get out ahead of that but at the same time <laughs> Stereotypically, your golf fans and your wrestling fans are people who do not want to interact with one another. They are people either who that, <laughs> it's like, either the the Venn diagram of golf fans and wrestling fans is either that it's it's two circles that don't overlap or it's just one circle. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I think it's two circles that don't overlap and then I don't know. I guess that's not true. There are people that love both. Uh, well, that's I, what I mean. You're either like yeah, all in true. on both or you yeah, only watch one or the other. That's a good point. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one who's like a casual, like I'm casually into golf and casually into wrestling both. 
I don't think you, first of all, I don't think you can really be casually into wrestling. I don't think so either. I tried because I I was into wrestling for a long time. And then uh, Vince, I I don't know if I've told this story on the show before, but then it's not really a story. It's just like why I fell out of wrestling. And then Vince McMahon, somewhere along the line, it was like 2011 or 12, I feel like. Maybe it was a little later. Vince McMahon decided that wrestling is the only thing that anybody should watch. And yes. And when I was growing up, it was like Monday Night Raw was like two hours or and then it became three hours at some point. You're like, all right, that's a lot of time. But, you know, whatever. Every Monday I can watch a little bit of this and whatever. Then they added SmackDown. Then they added like pay-per-views every so often. Then they added NXT. And then at one point, like WWE Network launched and then Vince McMahon was like, I don't want if you watch wrestling, I don't want you to watch anything else. I want you to spend every second of your life watching wrestling. I was like, Vince, I can't do that. I have a life, man. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You will watch nothing but wrestling. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to stick to what I usually do, which is watch like Monday Night Raw and then the big pay-per-views. And then I found that I was very lost in all of that. And then it just became a little too much. So I, I still try to keep tabs on it, but it's, it's you know, it, it's hard to, to your point, it's like hard to be a casual because I tried to be a casual. I was like, I'll watch here and there. And I was like, damn, I'm I'm lost. I don't know. No, it's really hard to do. And I, you know, I feel like WrestleMania is, um, I, this is the fifth WrestleMania that I've recapped, which is just wild. <laughs> Did not see been? that coming when I, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, you should, you should, I, we we got to get you to WrestleMania. I've, okay. I've, I, I went to WrestleMania my senior year spring break. It was uh, in Chicago. Yeah, it was during spring break. Me and my buddy. <laughs> We, uh, every, everyone else in our high school is like driving south to go to like Florida or something. And me and my buddy drove up to Chicago for the weekend. So you've <laughs> always been this cool. You've always been this cool. We, uh, yeah, did you watch up. any of it this year? Wait, I, you dressed I, uh, up? Sorry. Uh, yeah, don't let no, me cut no, no, you no, off. No, 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 no. no we can, you can cut me <laughs> off on that one. Uh, what did you dress up as? Were you stone cold? We dressed up as the Rockers. It was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. They were this, this tag team from the eighties and they were like, they were, they were like rainbow colored, uh, uh, they, they were badass. They were. It, it doesn't sound badass when I put no, it like it that. Does. Two, Trust. two, two dudes in spandex wearing rainbow colors. But uh, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> picture the most badass dude you could imagine wearing rainbow colors and spandex. Uh, that was us. Um, <laughs> anyway, Mark, it's uh, full of surprises, Mark Titus. What? Uh, what? No, I didn't watch any WrestleMania. What, what were the highlights? What? What happened? Um, basically, Mm, um, (laughs) (laughs) I just talked about it and wrote about it. So I'm, uh, what happened? Oh, right. Okay. So, (laughs) so Bianca Belair, who's, um, the new, I, I think she's great. I'm very into her. She beat Sasha Banks, uh, bad bunny, the singer, showed up yeah i saw that this this to me was as a guy who didn't watch any of it but like tries to you know like i follow people i follow Mm -hmm. wrestling people on twitter or uh, i try to keep my finger on the pulse a little bit this was the thing that stood out to me as like the big story of wrestlemania at least was and he was good bad bunny who first of all who is bad bunny he was good bunny who who's Bad Bunny? He's just a Bad singer? Bunny is a singer. He's a Grammy winner. He's got he once performed in the ESPN Genesis halftime show, which is how I originally <laughs> knew who he was. And so I always think of him in black and white because that's how they shot those. But he was in color at WrestleMania, and um, 
he was good, man. He like threw himself off the top rope. He was yeah. in the ring the whole time. You know, and then because Logan Paul showed up on night two, and <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And uh, anyone listening who doesn't know Logan Paul, I don't really either. But apparently, he's like a YouTube guy, and his brother Jake knocked out Nate Robinson, and like. I can't really deal with those guys. I'm super not into it. And he showed up, but then Kevin Owens just stunned him, gave him a stunner. So I was like, okay, kind of here for that. But ba- like the different Bad Bunny was in the ring the whole time. Bad Bunny was wrestling. Bad Bunny was good. And then you've got like Jake Paul who comes out. I mean, Logan Paul, whatever. It doesn't, they're all the same. Some Paul guy comes out and you're like, there was just a difference, you know? Like there's a clear Bad Charlotte, Bunny. This sounds tried. like you're trying to explain icing. I'm going to be honest with you. This is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, no, the problem is, the, the Mark. Bad Bunny. So Bad Bunny comes out. He's actually good, though. Is it like don't I, let the name but, fool you, Bad Bunny. He's actually a good bunny. And then one of the Paul brothers. Who was it? Chris Paul? I don't know. The difference. Uh, <laughs> let me just say the difference is in this case, everything I'm saying is accurate. Okay. When it comes to I icing, I had no idea what I was talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, so you know, I don't know. There was that. Um, yeah, I saw. I saw people were saying Bad Bunny is the best. Uh, non-wrestling wrestler that has ever participated in it. That's what I, I, you know, I didn't watch, so I can't, that's not my opinion. I'm just saying that's what people, many people are saying that. And uh, that's pretty cool. As a lifelong wrestling fan, once a year for the past five years, uh, I think that's accurate. David Arquette was the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. David Arquette. You know, I recently watched the um, Soleil Moon Fry did that documentary kid 90 where it's like all this footage from when she was growing up with like the kids who are now celebrities and david arquette was in it and he's he's taken some hits man he's Mm -hmm. he's gone through it anyway it was a bad documentary uh, but i did like the footage my my whole experience with david arquette other than watching him on the wrestling wcw for a half second was Mm -hmm. is is the interviews he does on howard stern uh which are just like preposterous and he's always he's always like loopy and like always like just laughing and you're you're like this guy seems like he's in a really good spot but also not at the same time and he could be in yeah such a bad spot that he sounds like he's in a good spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, anyway. Anyway, he was, anyway. the point was he, he once upon a time won the, the World Heavyweight Championship, So, uh, but he wasn't a good was wrestler. Was he good? No, no, no. It was, it was like a whole gimmicky nonsense thing that ultimately was the uh, jumping of the shark for WCW. But uh, I, I bring that up to say that Bad Bunny – seems to be an actually good wrestler according to mm-hmm. the people so that's my wrestlemania, the, wrestlemania recap for me yeah wrestlemania recap for me who did not watch wrestlemania there you go there you <laughs> so. go great you can watch yeah. my video mark you'll love it um <laughs> anyway okay here we got some good emails this week um i loved this question from her pal ellie Friztak. she's written in before ellie says mm-hmm. hello moses and crew like many this week i've become obsessed with watching aaron Rodgers host jeopardy it's like It's Mm -hmm. been wild. Sorry. You know what? I can't read right now. I'm sorry. Like many this week, I've become obsessed with watching Aaron Rodgers host Jeopardy. It's been wild seeing my sports and nerd worlds collide. That being said, which sports figure would you like to see host Jeopardy slash another favorite game show? This may be a stretch, but I'd like to see Gronk host The Bachelor. It would be chaotic in the best way. Ever hopeful, Ellie. And now my question to you, Mark, is should we 
save this and do this as a list. Yeah, I was going to say, this is <laughs> like... it's too, I don't want to go off the cuff because I really want to think about this. Exactly. I want to... I, I, it's a great, great question that I'd love to talk about, but also I feel like I'm not equipped to talk about it right now. I need to like think about it. Should we I do... I think no matter moment. what we end up talking about on Wednesday, I think we should do this as a bonus list. I will say... Yeah, yeah, we, we, we should. Uh, I will say Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy is not something that would stand out to me as obvious i i actually haven't watched i i i uh i have not watched any of the guest hosts i i I love jeopardy i used to watch it all the time but uh i have not watched it in a little while and so i don't know how's he doing do it i saw katie kirk do it i i'm gonna be honest i haven't even watched aaron's episode so i need to do that we should do that we should do that and then we should do our top five pair us uh an athlete with something they can host I yeah yes that I, I I like that that's good okay. we, we take some time to think about it but uh Rogers hosting Jeopardy is like when I saw the headline that was not something that is obvious to me like if I was he, shocked. I, apparently I, he's I, really into it yeah he he wants the job that's what he said he's like I'm, I I want this job I want to do this I want to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers but also host Jeopardy at the same time which yeah. I, I'm here for I don't know why more people don't. I guess I think I think like Marshawn Lynch hosting Jeopardy would be funnier, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Like if we're talking Cal football players, yeah, Cal football players like Marshawn Lynch, like mispronounce, like it's just like some French poet or something. Like it's a it's a category of French poets, and he's like, huh? (laughs) He's like, oh my god, yes, I would, I would love that. Um, or he just says he also like, wouldn't it, give a shit about what the contestants do, or he'd be like, "So we got Andy from Des Moines, cool." Anyway, instead of yeah. being like Andy from Des Moines, what do you like to do on a Sunday? I, I could see Marshawn Lynch like try. He's supposed to read the answers, uh, and and when, when they pop up on the screen, and then he like he does it like three or four times, and then it gets to the point where he's like, "It's on the screen. Why do I have to read this?" He's like, "Just re- <laughs> you guys read it yourself." And just he's points like, "Can to you it. read? If you're on Jeopardy, you can probably read." So. And then uh, every time every time people buzz in and say an answer, he's like, "That sounds good to me, man. I think I think you might be right." And then, like, like sure. judges are like waving him down, like Marshawn, no, that's wrong. He's like, "Come on, man, it sounds." <laughs> The producer in his ear is like, Marshawn, we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's think about this one because I love all it. Right. Um, all right. All right. Ethan Pollard wrote to us. I was psyched to see this um, subject line come into the inbox because the subject line was Houston fandom. And remember how I asked people, I was like, can you just tell me like what you're going through right now? Because it seems mm-hmm. pretty tough. Dear Charlotte and friends. I'm glad you brought up the Houston sports fan conundrum this week because I've been feeling especially conflicted recently, especially regarding, specifically regarding the Astros. I had to burp. Sorry. (laughs) Is that the email? No. That's what the email says. I have to Mark. Burp? I did that is on that, a. I did that, that on true? a show when I was talking to myself, and I surprised myself. But the problem, is, the problem is that. The problem is that when I'm reading the email or talking to myself, there's not like a break. I can't hide it while you're talking. So I just have to stop right. and be like, sorry. And instead of just stopping weirdly, I'm just going to be honest. Like, that's what happened. And okay. also, instead of just going, excuse me, anyway, and keep going, which is what a normal person would do, <laughs> you have to be like, wow, I just burped America. <laughs> Like, I think this is normal. Like, people talk and they get, you know, they they get a little something in their throat and have to cough or swallow or whatever. And then they just say, excuse me, and keep talking. Like, that's. I literally (laughs) forgot that you could just be like, excuse 
something just happened to me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I mean, we can cut that out if we want, but I don't know. I think it's good content. Okay. <clears throat> Back to Houston. I was born and raised in Houston, and like many emotionally stunted men, my relationship with my father is 90% based on our local sports teams. <laughs> my earliest memories of him are enjoying a hot dog together at the Astrodome, watching Bagwell and Biggio. Biggio. Craig Biggio. Biggio. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember him. And it feels like renouncing my Second Astros baseman, fandom. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like renouncing my Astros fandom invalidates those memories. But wishing good things for this Astros team just feels dirty. Plus, I live in North Carolina now, so it's not like I can just easily switch my baseball fandom to a new team here. Yeah. What do I do? Make a donation to a charity each time the Astros win to assuage my guilt? Give up on baseball together? Thanks for all you do, Ethan. That is a tough spot because... You know, it's easy for us from the outside to say these guys are cheaters, they suck, whatever. But to be in a spot where you are cheering for the team, but at the same time, you know that they're cheaters. But at the same time, you're like, this is my, I know nothing else. Like, this is the team I've cheered for forever. And also, it's like, it's not like an institutional problem per se. Like the, like the Astros cheating definitely was institutional and that it was like the whole team. But I mean, in professional sports, these things get cycled out that like you could look up in seven years and all the guys that were involved in the cheating are gone. Right. To where it's kind of, then you can be back in guilt-free and not have to worry about it. Um, but man, you have to wait those seven years. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot, Charlotte. What does he do? I I really don't know that there's an answer i think it's sort of i think you kind of have to just separate it out because also the one thing i will say and this is the most cynical possible reaction is that what if every team is cheating and the astros just got caught i would probably tell myself that as a fan i would run yeah. with that narrative i'd be like you know what everybody's doing it we just got caught like i don't have because the college just- the college sports approach is what you're yes. saying yes that when when you're when your team gets caught cheating by paying recruits you're just like yeah that's the game that's what we all do right, you're like who is yeah it? yes and uh that that's what i guess that's one way of doing it but i i think you gotta i i don't i don't believe in that though i believe like i believe in the moral high road you gotta like you gotta be like it doesn't matter for everyone else is cheating we have to be better than this um but as a fan like you should still cheer for the team god that's tough i don't know what i I would do you just have to compartmentalize i think you just have to be like i hope they're not still doing it that is really hard for me to swallow, but you can still enjoy the memories you have of it and you can still root for them. You just have to hope that they're not... I think you just kind of move forward. I think it's like the one thing that would have been great though is if either they had been punished or almost like people say... I feel like punishing a team for something like that. I feel like baseball should have for the fans yes. sake that, that's because the biggest then, issue is exactly. it's not then is, fans can yeah. be like they did their time they've mm-hmm. been remorseful it's like a really good apology from someone where it become like you become the asshole at a certain point if you continually refuse to forgive somebody right depending right. on what they did i mean if I, they ran your dog over it's they're dead to you but <laughs> you know what i mean like if it's right. repairable and um you don't give them the grace of being like okay i see that you're trying but it doesn't seem like the astros are trying that's that's the issue to me is that they never really were punished in any way shape or form and for that reason it's you're living in this limbo of mm-hmm. not you know it, the, the people that aren't astros fans are pissed off the people who are Astros fans who have a conscience are like, this feels weird that yeah. we kind of 
Yeah, that, that we, I, I don't know. But at the same time, if this guy told me that he's been an Astros fan his whole life and now that they cheated uh, and won a World Series, I, I can't in good conscience watch the Astros and cheer for them. I would give him a wedgie on site and be like, you're the biggest nerd on earth. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> you know, so like, I don't I want you to do, do that I either. Like, I don't think you need, I don't, I think you're actually more of a wimp if you give up your team. Right, like you're a loser nerd if if you're like, oh, well, well we cheat, so I can't watch us. And it's like, no, I mean, d- don't do that either. But at the, <laughs> I like, that's why respect. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. I think my feeling about switching fandom is that I don't respect it i'm gonna be honest like even if i like live in new york long enough to the point where i start having a soft spot for any new york team i could never publicly admit it because like if you if you switch teams to me it's like were you ever really a fan here's 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 my solution because I, i i hear what you're saying you can't switch teams per se but i do think you can have a soft spot for not your rivals. Like you can't, you can't be a Red Sox fan and have a soft spot for the Yankees or whatever. God no. But say you're, uh, you are an Astros fan and you feel weird about this, and you're like, I, I don't want to continue to like be a diehard fan per se for this group. Like mm-hmm. I'll revisit it when, when the core has moved on and we have a new. Uh, which, by the way, they already have a new manager. Dusty Baker's taken over, and apparently, that and Dusty I Baker's love bitch. Him. He's he's great. I, <laughs> after what he did to Mark Pryor's arm in 2003, Charlotte. No, that guy. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I, I'm not a grudge guy, but at the same time, Dusty Baker ran Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood into the ground. So uh, no, I'm just kidding. So you're not not a grudge I'm, I'm guy. Here. No, uh, no, he's fine. He's he's a decent enough human being. He just, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> He, he is he is like a little like his ad from what i can gather he's got a little bit of like why am i why do i have to wear the stench of this i didn't cheat and it's like i understand that dusty but you knew what you walked into at the same time but also it the whole this is the point is like the whole situation stupid and if rob manfred would have just came out and like done something about it then all of this is fine and we can all move on but now right. it's like uh, we're booing dusty baker when Dusty Baker had nothing to do with the cheating scandal, but also he's got Astros on his chest. So like by proxy, we have to boo you, dude. That's how this works. And it's, and it's all just a, it's all just a weird situation. So what my solution was, sorry to, to Charlotte was a, uh, what if you, if you're an Astros fan and you want to, you, you don't necessarily want to be a diehard fan of this, this current core, you take like the next year or two or three, whatever it is, I guess, you're getting you're starting to that's that's a long time though but i was saying like what if what if you become just like a national baseball fan because those don't really exist anymore of people that just are just like watching like like the nba model fandom where you're like i love bryce harper i'm super to chris bryant you know fernando tatis has been super fun ronald acuna i think that's a great what if you're just a baseball fan and you're like i'm just gonna watch as many like i'm just gonna pop around i'm not gonna be a fan of any team i'm just gonna like watching players and good baseball and i'm gonna watch you know and and you just do that maybe you try that and you're like i still cheer for the astros and i still want the astros to win but you're not watching every like it's not every day you, you wake up and you're second. like i want to watch every astros game throughout this season yeah you, you wake up and you say what's the game of the day i want to watch that you know what i mean yeah yeah and then you I still hope the it. astros that's win yeah right and then the astros it. win you're like yeah all right i still cheer for the astros when the playoffs come you cheer for the astros whatever but you're not like locked in with every pitch of the astros all season so then that totally. way you don't yeah i don't know that's that's one solution. I, I think you did with. it. All right. Thank you, Mark. Uh, there you go, Ethan. So the next email uh, was our email of the week. It was from Jamal Chu, and he just wrote, Space Jam recasting, 
hi Charlotte, I think these pictures speak for themselves. And it's a picture of Elmer Fudd wearing a sweatband, and then below it, it's a picture of Alex Caruso wearing the same sweatband, and it's the same picture. And they're both dunking, and yeah, it's it's a great. So go check out. This is a shameless plug to go check out People Sports on Twitter, the People Sports Pass the people sports podcast on Instagram and you can see it cause it's really good stuff. The next email Mark. <laughs> oh boy. The next email is called blue slash new slash true blood classification. <laughs> the Toledo test. Yes. And this email is probably 1500 words long. This... And it's from Joseph Gadian and it includes a logic puzzle. And yes. I, I just had to forward it to you because I was like, I'm not going to be able to read this out loud. And I so appreciate the dedication, and I love that you did this, Joseph. But I, it's dense. He, it's dense. It's it, it is. This is the longest email I've ever received in my life. It had multiple tables. Uh, it has color coordinated stuff where he's fleshing out which teams in college basketball are blue bloods, which ones are new bloods, which ones are true bloods. He goes. He goes on and on. It's it's unbelievably this, this man put more thought into this email than I have put into anything college basketball related I've ever created in my entire career. He did this email better than I do my job. Yes. Yes. And as I was reading it I was like this guy is an absolute psychopath. Um I'm being honest. I was. Joe, I was. I was like this guy is out of his mind for doing for going to this link. But Charlotte, yeah. The last line before he signs it, he says I promise I'm not a weirdo. Ever hopeful Joji. And then I was like all right, well then he's not a he's weirdo. He's not a weirdo. <laughs> he's, he promised he's not, so he's not to a weirdo. To play devil's advocate, <laughs> I'm not a weirdo sounds a lot like something someone who's a weirdo would say. Th- that, As that, someone who has said I'm not a weirdo many times. You know how many times, anytime you're writing an email or a text or whatever, and you're like, you're preemptively saying like, I know this looks bad, but I promise. <laughs> like, anytime you're like, sorry for the novel, however, and then you keep yes. going and you're like, oh. I, I'm not. I'm not a stalker. I just swear I was walking by your house as you were like. It was just like I. I, sw- I swear it wasn't like a. It, it was. It's not what it looks like. It usually is what it looks like. No, I do think though. I what I like about this email, you know, it, I actually believe him because there is a really great way of determining whether a school is a new blood or a blue blood because he calls it the Toledo test. He says, I grew up in Northwest Ohio yeah, and occasionally Toledo would get big 10, big 12, et cetera, football games uh, to come play at the glass bowl. A lot of my opinion on how big of a game it would be was based on two questions. One, how shocked was I that this team was coming to play a game at Toledo Two, how much would I be willing to pay to go to the game? And I think that's a pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great thought that went into this because yeah, that is, that is a great marker. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. It was just, uh, it was a lot on a Monday morning. When you forwarded this to me this morning, you're like, hey, take a look at this before we record. And I was like, oh. You were like, absolutely not. Oh my God. Um, here's what he, his categories are obviously going to this game, I'll pay whatever. Then the next category, I'm not paying 500, but I'm down to go. And then the last category is, I mean, if you have an extra ticket, if I'm free that night, sure, I'll go. And so. Yeah. I mean, but then there's like nine different boxes of options here. So I, anyway, we maybe we'll post this and people can read it themselves because yeah, I'm not going to read it. That's a good idea to have people figure, suss through this themselves. Um, I, I I actually read through it all, Joe. I I'm sorry for saying you're a second. I did. I was just I, that was a setup to uh, your line saying I promise I'm not a weirdo. I don't think you're a second. Yeah, we like Joe. you, Joe. I appreciate Write it. Write us another one. 
I appreciate anybody who puts this much time into think because this is th- these are the kinds of people. This this is what I was doing before I was. Uh, I I would do this exact thing if I didn't do this as a job. I'm not kidding, Same. Charlotte. Like this is how I consumed sports when I was growing up. Um, I would do this for college basketball. I would put this much thought into stuff. Uh, but but weirdly, I know, you like, know what's funny though, Mark, is that both of us were like, I've never done it. I've never put this much work into our job. Like we are these psychos, and we did this even before it was our job. So we were just trying to. We were lying. I I, I used to run um, the bracket pool for my family and friends, and I would have color coordinated uh, highlighters for. I, I would do paper brackets because the internet didn't exist yet. But then even when the internet existed, I still wanted to do paper brackets. And I would have the huge stack of paper brackets. And after every game, I'd go through with the red and green and just mark them all and keep track of everything. And I don't know. It was it was very... Uh, Are you serious? I was, I, I was, That's like I a beautiful over, mind. Yeah, I was like a beautiful mind over college basketball. That's what this reminded me of, Joe. So uh, God bless you. I. Uh, That's what we should have called this podcast, Beautiful Sports Minds. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's I mean, honestly, Joe, like I had a, I had a blog before I had a job and I posted on it five times a day for like f- five years. So <laughs> I had a blog before I had a job as a, that's a rap lyric. A minute, a millennial autobiography. I had a blog before the I had a job. The story. <laughs> I know. My God. Um, uh, all right. Uh, here's here is another email that I loved. It's the subject line is Yosemite Sam, mm-hmm. and it's from Logan Schwartz, Charlotte and Mark. Howdy. I heard y'all talk about. Should I read this in a southern accent? Uh, no, I heard y'all talk about Yosemite Sam briefly on the most recent PSP episode when Mark said he should be played by Thomas Lipton. Whenever there's any mention of Yosemite Sam in any conversation, I feel like it must be known that Yosemite Sam's real full canonized name is Samuel Michelangelo Rosenbaum. Here's the, Wiki- Here's the Wikipedia page for reference. Love the pod. Thanks for everything. So I'm going to go to the Wikipedia page. I'm going to follow this link. We're going to go down this rabbit hole. And um, is he lying? Is he serious? No, full name. Samuel Michelangelo Rosenbaum. Species human, gender male, occupation, prospector, cowboy, sailor, gunslinger, and many others. Oh, my God. Wow. Can can I just point out that Yosemite Sam, his, I mean, I know it's a cartoon, so I guess this is, I should just stop talking now, but like this man's mustache beard combo is preposterous to the point that like it, it, it almost goes down to his feet. Like his and it mustache, goes above his eyebrows. And it goes above his eyebrows. It his is one of the most ridiculous. His entire face is a beard. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm into it. I love Yosemite. Yosemite like Sam if, might be one of my favorite Looney Tunes. If, if I you hope had he's not, live, like, problematic. I, I want to see a live-action Yosemite Sam. I want to see, like, <laughs> that, that's a movie I want to see. I want to see Yosemite Sam on ice. Star <laughs> Yosemite Sam on ice. <laughs> what i want what the hell does that costume look like like the guy that has to grow out his entire facial hair to his to his i mean obviously they would they would use fake hair, <laughs> i know i'm like, like mark have you heard of like fake beards of, but still like how, how do you even make that look you can grow a mustache man 
How do you make that look <laughs> semi-realistic to have a, a facial hair down to your feet and also it grows above your eyes? And Here's and- what I think. I think it's a felt mask that goes up around your eyes and then around here. And then I think the entire mustache comes out from your cheeks to your chin. It's that it's that sort of wide up and down your face. And then it flows out because otherwise it's just like creepy and thin. Like you need <laughs> like you exaggerate the mustache as much as possible. What it is his cowboy hat is preposterously large as well. Again, I understand I mean, this is a cartoon, but like if you look at this picture like, of Yosemite Sam, it looks like he's coming out of an egg. It doesn't look yes, like a cowboy yes. hat. Yes. This is my I, I guess this is my point is I, I realized the reason we've never seen a live action Yosemite Sam is because this is the last frontier for Hollywood. This is like the, <laughs> the like all of Hollywood is just like staring at this picture, like how could we even do this? How could we pull this off? And they're talking to their CGI people, and they're like, "Could could we?" And they're like, "I don't think so. I don't it's think the we have the technology. Test. I don't it's think we can ultimate. make it." <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought the Matrix was like groundbreaking when it came yeah. out, but I haven't seen a live action Yosemite <laughs> Sam yet, so let's hold it with the with Tinseltown here. <laughs> it is Samuel Michelangelo <laughs> Rosenbaum. I mean. Come on, that's incredible. His occupation is stupid too. Prospector, cowboy, sailor, gunslinger, and many like pick a lane. Are you Yosemite. kidding me? That's not stupid, Mark. No, that's it's why, that's... like pick a lane. You can't do all those things. I've tried no, no, doing no, no, all no, those. No. What? That is the coolest possible job description. I would pay. This is like me. No, when it's I was cool, little. but Someone's, it's like someone's like, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, cowboy, gunslinger, sailor, prospector. You can't do them all, Charlotte. You can't be a cowboy and a sailor at the same time. That How doesn't make any sense. How can you say that to me, someone who is a cowboy and a sailor? <laughs> How can you say that? I'm literally right here, Mark. You can't have it all, Charlotte, in this life. You can't I'm have it all. I'm going to lean in, okay? Cheryl Sandberg says I can't. <laughs> um, okay, and is so- gunslinger a job? Like, is that actually a job, an occupation? You're like, I, okay, I just sling guns? I'm just to say, man, you're being, like, real nitpicky about it. <laughs> it's, 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 hold on. A gun... Have okay. you been to Looney Tune Land? Like, there are no rules. But this is my point: is that Space Jam One, there were rules. There were there were there, <laughs> oh, no, there were laws. No, 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 we are not doing it. Space Jam we're Two, not. anything goes, and I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> a Get gunslinger? Off my lawn. <laughs> like, what is a gunslinger? You're just like I shoot guns. Like, I'm a, I'm a bad guy. I just Do come into town and I start slinging. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. when when Leo is playing the cowboy guy, like he's a gunslinger. But but how do you make money doing that? Is the point? You just you just like you I sling have guns. Two guns. You just walk up you just, to someone. You just and you're walk like, in give and start, me money. You just start flipping them and like I, I'm slinging guns. And they're you're holding them up and they're like, okay, so I don't just seem to have another option. Well, <laughs> 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 oh my god, Yosemite right. Sam live action movie. I I want to see like I. I want to see a 10-part limited-run series on HBO, Yosemite Sam, where it's like yes. the, the rise and fall of Yosemite Sam as he's doing all these different jobs. It's 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 a live-action deal. It's like the Joker with a... <laughs> Don't give this idea away for free. Are you kidding me? You I know. should write this. It's, uh, it's like Joaquin Phoenix Joker, except it's like a guy who is... It's, his name is Samuel Rosenbaum, and he's like trying to like find a new life for himself. He lives in Manhattan... And he's like, this like I'm sick of the city life. Like I gotta go out west. I gotta Mark, figure it out. Literally, stop talking and let's take this <laughs> offline and let's write the screenplay. That's the that's like actually the, a- yeah. But then he goes out west and like he realizes he may have made a mistake and he wants to, but he's too deep into it and he can't like. And this is his life. 
and everyone knows him as Yosemite Sam, and he's like super faint, and and he's grown, and he's never got a haircut the entire time he's been out west, and his hair is growing all over his face. And all his and, friends back home are are watching the news one day and see yeah. they're like, and it's like Yosemite Sam, gunslinger, rescues kids, from, and they're like, is that Sam Rosenbaum? Is that yeah? <laughs> yeah. From from Katz's Deli. Oh my god. This is this. Oh my god. This is a great idea that we and just it's just came called up with. Yosemite Sam. Who plays him? <gasps> you know who plays him? You who? know who plays him? Who? Landry from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> who? What's that guy's name? Is that a uh, Fat Damon? <laughs> is that the guy they call yeah. Fat Damon? He's in. Um, I didn't. Ma- I didn't. Hold on. I didn't come up with that nickname. So Jesse I'm sorry Plemons. to Jesse Plymouth. I'm sorry, Jesse Plymouth. I, I I shouldn't have. They called him Meth Damon. I like that one too because he was in Breaking Bad and he looked yeah, like yeah, Matt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, but that he, one. Jesse Plemons plays Yo- Je- Jesse Plemons is Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Right? I like I like Daniel Day Lewis. I think this brings Daniel Day Lewis out of retirement. Oh, Daniel Day Lewis is one. It, it, it takes place in the <laughs> There Will Be Blood universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> what, what if Daniel Day Lewis is? He didn't actually retire. Like he he's just been he he's stepped away from the spotlight to grow out his hair for this role. <laughs> He's been waiting for Yosemite Sam to come into existence. Yes. He doesn't even know that we're working on it, but he's waiting for it. Oh my God. This I, I need this so badly. We need Sam to write Rosenbaum. this. Mark. I have a screenwriting program on my computer, not to brag. We, we I, I love the idea of it being like a 10 part series that should have been like four parts and we just dragged <laughs> it out way too long. <laughs> There's like three filler episodes. Uh. Yosemite, there's one where he like goes to Cancun. Yeah, and yeah, like, and it what? makes no, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> hey guys, we appreciate you listening to the show, but are you aware, Charlotte? Do you think the people know this, that they can watch us on YouTube? I'm not sure the people know, but the people can watch full episodes. The people can watch compilations of me being an idiot. They can watch compilations of you being an idiot. They can watch all of our bad takes about hockey. I mean, it's all here. So please, please go watch us on YouTube because the only thing funnier than hearing us in your headphones is seeing me turn bright red when I get something wrong. Here's my promise to the people. At some point, I'm going to wear my hair in a man bun before I get it cut. So uh, there you go. Watch on YouTube for that. What day will I show up to the show with a man bun? Uh, I don't know. We'll find Keep out together. Keep them on their toes, and you'll only find out if you watch it on the internet. All right, we got two more emails to get through. Although I could do an entire podcast. You know, maybe we should do. Maybe we should do a spinoff podcast where it's like Yosemite Sam fan fiction, and it's a ten-part podcast episode that we make up as we go along. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I think so. Yeah, we, 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 we make the show, but we also do the podcast for the show. <laughs> yeah. And we break down the action in the show and, and it's like us, like we're the ones who created the show and we still do the like, all right, this week on Yosemite Sam, how about episode one? <laughs> Pretty crazy. So hard. We make the show and then we turn the People's Sports Podcast into a recap of the show. Of our very own show that we created. <laughs> And we talk about the writers as though they aren't us. And they're like, I like what the writers were doing. I think... Uh, <laughs> like, what were they thinking, though, when when Yosemite Sam goes to Yosemite? It's like a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, he goes to Yosemite <laughs> National Park. <laughs> We have we have a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of... Uh, throughout the series, there's a lot of uh, saying Yosemite Sam into the camera. You know, like yes. a lot of like winking in the camera. He's constantly looking into the camera, and going, "Yeah, 
and guess I guess that's a job for yeah, yes. Yosemite Sam. <laughs> that's why they call me Yosemite Sam and in the winks and yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is that's this the is the best great. idea I've ever heard. This is great. I want to apologize by the way to Jesse Plemons for calling him Fat Damon. I that was that was mean. It was unbecoming and uh, I'm better than that and I should That's okay, said Mark. That. I th- but, I'm sure uh, that is a heartfelt apology unlike the Astros and I think he would probably forgive you. I I, I I I'm a man as a man who put on a little weight at one point in my life. Uh you know, if someone called me Fat Ben Affleck, I I didn't necessarily love that. So, um <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just although, saying that like anyone who's lived through their you know, early twenties has probably put on a little weight at some point. Yeah, I I just thought of that. You get out of college and you're like, whoa! What? Jesse, Jesse Plemons and 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 me when I put my weight back on, which is inevitable. It's coming. We all know it is. Uh, <laughs> we could be Matt Damon and Bennett. Like we could be Bizarro, Matt Damon and Bennett. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> the two of us could just be like, yeah, we wrote Goodwill Hunting. Hey, what's up, guys? Anyway, they're like, uh, no, you didn't. And you're like, have you seen them recently? We look kind of like them. Did I tell you that I went to a bar one time in West Virginia, uh, middle of nowhere, West Virginia? I, th- I think I've told this before. I think you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a ba- the bouncer like let me cut the line because yeah, he thought I was Ben Affleck, you- and I, he was like, Ben, Ben, come here. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, go ahead, man. And I was like, what just happened? You think Ben I Affleck mean- would be? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that if you hadn't said it. But I get no, I see it. No, it's it's uh, like I, I I mean I kind of see it, but at the same time, well, I was mostly because like, you have the giant phoenix rising out of the ashes back tattoo. Yes, that's what it was. That's definitely so, what it was. He probably got confused. <laughs> you were walking around without your shirt on. Um, yeah, anyway. I don't. The only doppelganger <sighs> I have is that stupid proposal meme. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we got two more emails here. This one I love. It's. Tor- tournament pronunciation solved. Are you ready? This is so mm-hmm. good, Mark. From Cameron Kohler. Shark. First, I'll pretend you read my other email saying your duo nickname should be Shark, and therefore I don't need to clarify here that it's pronounced Shark. Second, after being told by both of you how wrong I was about MJ's The Ceiling is the Roof, I've decided to redeem myself by making sure both of you think I'm right this time. I will solve the tournament prediction, pr- the tournament pronunciation once and for all. Charlotte. Ask Mark how he pronounces the word tour. If he's a normal person, your pronunciation of tournament is undeniably correct. Mark, ask Charlotte how she pronounces the word journey. If she's a normal person, your pronunciation of tournament is undeniably correct. Glad I could settle that. Ever hopeful, Cam Kohler. <laughs> P.S. For the record, I agree with Charlotte's pronunciation. Tour. No, like I get. It's, I, I saw a lot of those arguments being made that it's you, you go on tour if you're a band. So this is a tour nament. Yeah, but also journey is a really good Ger- ju- yep, counterpoint. Yes. Yeah, and and just because like just because a word is yeah, it, it, if it was if they were on tour, they're on tour. If they're in a tournament, they're in a tournament. Like those are different words, so we pronounce them differently. And the it's same also way, making me think if I pronounced it the March Madness tourney, I would be such an asshole. Yes, tour the tourney the tourney. The tourney, although I mean that kind of. I'd be gross. Irish, actually. That's, that's, that's Aunt Shar definitely calls it tourney. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, Aunt Shar doesn't know what it is, but you know, speaking of uh, like words that are spelled that like that makes no sense how you pronounce them. Uh, Los Angeles blows my mind that it's Dude, called Los. I have Los. to write Los Angeles every time I say it in my head when I type it because otherwise I don't know how to spell it. But why why is it called Los and not Los Angeles? It's spelled Los Angeles, and it's called Los Angeles. Whoa. Think about that, Charlotte. Have that blow your mind. Like, if you're speaking Spanish, it's Los anything. 
<laughs> Whoa. That really threw me back. Las, Las Vegas and Los Angeles are pronounced the same, and one is, has an O and one has an A. It, it makes no lo- sense. It should be Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. I mean, I guess I guess the Hispanics probably pronounce it Los, a- Los Angeles. Probably? I don't know. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Wow. Just like, it, like even, even for like basic bitch white people that that don't know spanish like i because i get that part of it like it's los angeles because like we suck at spanish because we but screwed even then, it up you could still just do L- los angeles and i know keep the same wow keep marina del mark's had a lot of time to think about this <laughs> um anyway. all right we got one more email here uh, it's grumpy about color changes in sports it's from brandon Matheny. And uh, he says, I heard your segment about getting older, grumpier, about uniform colors changing and people just liking to complain about things. There's an even stronger example. And the email's kind of long, so I'm just going to say, he goes on to say that there's this kind of sport in Ireland called hurling. Do you know about this? Hurling? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little like lacrosse, but scarier. I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. But it sounds um, like like if I had to guess, well, you you, you think it's are, are you basing that off of anything? Lacrosse? But, yeah, but, because one time I went to a UMass football game at Fenway Park. <laughs> it was like one of those gimmicks where they play a football game at Fenway. No, it was a Brown-Dartmouth game and then UMass-UMaine. So I was like, well, I guess I got to go. So I went and to write about it. And then they were like, well, you should come back next weekend because there's a hurling tournament here. And I was like, what happened to baseball? I was like, what are we... And then I looked it up, and I think that's what it was. Hold on. I'm Googling what is hurling. I would have guessed hurling is like you – it's like a kind of shot put, but you don't have to throw it from your shoulder. You like – No, it's like it's like Irish lacrosse. I would have guessed it's like a 30-pound boulder that you have to like <laughs> just hurl it. It's an old Viking sport. You throw like a log or something yeah. as far as you well, can. <laughs> Anyway, it's Paul the, played with a ball called a slitter, and <laughs> anyway, it's usually white, but they changed the color of the ball to yellow, and they got hundreds of complaints because fans were like, this is garbage, even though they had to do it because they needed to play in the dark or, or like under the light, so players needed to be able to see it better. Oh, so, they, so the point of the email is that they changed the color of the ball from white yeah. to yellow and people lost their mind yeah yeah but even though it's like safer and it, right. it, yes and it's in much all fairness better for the sport. if they change the color of a football a baseball or a basketball yeah. i would lose my mind yeah yeah I, i'm surprised so I kinda but, get, i'm kind of with ireland on this one i mean like yeah the the, the I, i'm surprised like the nba hasn't tried that i know the aba used to play with like the red white and blue ball and the gold trotters do and all that but like I'm surprised that the NBA seems like a league that would do that. That like don't give them any ideas, <laughs> right? Like the, if there's one yes. league that's going to do it, it's like the NBA is like for Christmas we're playing with a half red, half green ball. Look at this, and they're and like, here's like, a Virgil Abloh off white. Buy, buy it on NBA. Dot, buy it on NBA.com for 109 dollars today. Yeah, it would be that much. That's how much it would be. <laughs> It'll be hundred nine dollars. You're like, damn it, Adam Silver. Right, you're like, God damn it, and then you buy it. Um, yeah, or, or baseball. I could see baseball playing with a pink ball on Mother's Day or something. Oh, right for Let, October, all of yeah. October, the NFL changes the footballs to pink. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, like, that's yeah. not it. Foot, the NFL plays with a camo ball on November 11th. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Veterans Day is. How have they 
not done that honestly yeah, the ball is camo and they're like this one's for you guys veterans and the veterans right, are like, like what how does this help us and the troops are like but i can't see it when it's going through the yeah. air now yeah what <laughs> that doesn't wow. make it like i just that's not the help that i kind of wanted to be honest with you <laughs> right like but, what about you know like you. good benefits for veterans maybe <laughs> instead of a football shut um, up the ball is camo <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's our that's our inbox for today. I think we got some pretty good stuff out that of that. That was awesome. One. That was fun. Good stuff. Thank you to all the all the people that wrote in. I'm gonna go spend the rest of the week trying to uh, figure out this Yosemite Sam movie because I'm yeah, obsessed with it. Give me a call and we'll offline about it. Wait, that. it's not a movie. It's a it's a it's a series. It's a, series. It's a ten part series that uh, yeah, it's we we and the presented- full name is Yosemite Sam Goes West. <laughs> it's just five goes west it's five goes oh. west except it's not I a mouse that. it's a okay well we'll just call it yes somebody sam uh email us at the people sports podcast at gmail.com we'll work on our celebrity um host thing too and uh Stay tuned for the first episode of Yosemite Sam coming to what, HBO what if Max. It's not, it's not Yosemite Sam. What if it is just Sam Rosenbaum? That's the title of the show. And it's like kind of like uh, yes. Wink, you know? Like the show is just called Sam Rosenbaum. And so it's the story of the transition. The story. Yes, from Sam Rosenbaum to Yosemite Sam. So we watch. Maybe that's the final shot. No, is that, no. You know what it's called? What? It's just called Rosenbaum. It's just called Rosenbaum, yes. And the Whoa. final, what if the final shot, we don't do Yosemite Sam uh, men, winks at the camera throughout the thing. That We only do it at the final shot. Like he, he, he I don't know, wow. the, the very he's final shot. He's fully become. Yes, he's fully become it. He turns to the camera. And I guess he doesn't have to turn to the camera. Cartoon. Or he walks into a bar and he's, he's a gunslinger now. And they're like, son, what's your name? And he goes, Sam. Yosemite (laughs) (laughs) and you know no no no. each episode is him in a different occupation there's a sailor episode the cowboy episode well we need to end this podcast and no we don't we need to keep talking (laughs) what if there's an episode (laughs) yeah and there's like I said, there's one, there's like a couple filler episodes where like the occupation, like the every every show is kind of fun where there's he's a prospector and a cowboy and a sailor, and then there's an episode where he just sells jewelry and everyone's yeah, like, and I don't it, know if I really like, I don't I don't like that episode. That's that's kind of a and weird. then he goes back to being like an astronaut, or like, and then there's one where he's a dentist, and everyone's like, again, what? again, I don't get it, but you know, uh, whatever. I trust the writers; they know what they're doing. It's because because it was a like. You know, it, it, those who who are in the know understand that we had six episodes fleshed out, and we went to HBO, and they said we need ten, and we were like, "Shit!" And so we just like threw the so, other four together. Yeah. Um, so he's a. I'm trying to think of what the there are a couple is. love interests that show up, and like they, they're very out of left field, make no sense whatsoever. But again, we Jessica had to just like Rabbit is one of them, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, he couldn't, he couldn't pull her. Like, come on, let's be honest, that would yeah. never happen. <laughs> <laughs> like Lola Bunny shows up and everyone's like again come on <laughs> wow okay well let's oh actually do this great oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should do this next I think the next episode is, is we, do, Yos- we just did, we, we flesh out the Yosemite Sam fan fiction the Rosenbaum at the Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum. 10 part 10 part series and uh and then we do our top five athletes that uh I mean, I would listen to that show. I would, like, I'm down. I'm so down. 
We're gonna get a call from our boss. We're gonna get a call from Mike Buckland, who's like, "You need, you need to rein it in. You gotta uh, tighten up." <laughs> the the subject up. line just says "tighten up" or "lock it up." <laughs> right. Like the next episode is called "Like We Got Scolded." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. All right. Good stuff. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. I, I really am going to uh, think about this for the rest of the week, and Me too. Uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>